just outside of our home galaxy, there's something big drifting nearer and nearer. It's not clear what's going to exactly happen when a cloud like the Smith cloud hits the galaxy. But scientists aren't worried, because it offers new insights into how stars are born and could tell us more about the most mysterious stuff in the universe. So stay tuned, podcast listeners. That's this week on the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Mike Lucibella. So when I was at the AAAS meeting in San Jose the other day, I met astronomer Jay Lockman. I'm from the National Radio Astronomy Observatory in Green Bank, West Virginia, and I'm the Green Bank Telescope Principal Scientist. He started telling me about this enormous intergalactic object, a gas cloud that's just outside our galaxy, heading this way. Right now, it's below the Milky Way disk, but it appears to be interacting with the outermost fringes of the Milky Way's gaseous halo, losing material, and on a collision course to hit the Milky Way in a proper in about 30 million years. Collision course? What? 30 million years is nothing in astronomical terms. Might as well be next week. Somebody sound the alarm. Well, it's going to hit the Milky Way at a considerable distance from the sun, so it won't quite hit us. But it will hit our galaxy, the Milky Way. And it's not really clear what's going to happen at that, uh, at that stage. And scientists think that when this big mass of gas, called Smith's Cloud, does hit our galaxy, it's not going to be a destructive event. Quite the opposite. Quite often when you have collisions of large masses of gas in the universe, it triggers intense bursts of star formation. Really, the gas clouds colliding, shock waves go through them, regions can collapse under their own gravity, and new stars can condense out, kind of like raindrops out of a cloud. So that's the kind of expectation we have when Smith's cloud, with its gas, finally arrives. Okay, so what exactly is this thing? Now, how big is it? What's it made of? As far as we know, it's purely gas. We measure more than a million times the mass of the sun in hydrogen. And also, as far as we know, it doesn't contain a single star. It's pretty enormous, too. Easily the size of some dwarf galaxies. And close. If you could see it in the sky, it would be as big as the entire Orion constellation. It's 15 to 20 degrees across, many, many times the size of the full moon. It would be a dominant object in the sky if it gave off any light and you could see it. So with no stars inside of it, the cloud doesn't give off any light. That's why when you look up at night, there isn't a big blurry swath across the sky of the northern hemisphere, other than the Milky Way itself. Now fortunately, though, there are other ways to observe the cloud. The Smith cloud is comprised, as far as we can tell, mainly of hydrogen. And cool hydrogen atoms give off very specific radio emission in the what's called the 21 centimeter line at 1.4 gigahertz. And so we can tune in to emission from this hydrogen, these all of these many hydrogen atoms, with our radio telescopes. So what really sets the Smith cloud apart, because it's certainly not the only gas cloud out there, is that it's at this ideal spot for astronomers to study how our galaxy absorbs new material from the nearby universe. Well, it's actually been known for quite a, a number of decades that there are gas clouds somehow associated the Milky Way, but are not part of the Milky Way disk proper and don't share the rotation of the Milky Way. But these are very mysterious objects in a sense that we, for most of them, we don't really know their distance. We don't have an idea of their trajectory or wh where they're going, if anywhere. The Smith cloud is part of this category, and so it's been known since 1963 that this object existed. But only recently, with observations with the Green Bank Telescope, were we able to understand that it's a, uh, giving us a unique view on the process of gas accretion in the Milky Way. It's probably the best of the breed. 
The Smith Cloud 2 has been known for decades, and the Green Bank Telescope has been the key to unlocking the cloud's secrets. It's a giant radio dish in West Virginia that can point at any spot in the sky. It's actually the biggest of its kind in the world, and it's also one of the most sensitive. Using it, Lockman and others are finally able to go back and really scrutinize what this cloud is and what it's doing. It's a kind of observation that simply wasn't possible when astronomers first detected it. Smith Cloud was discovered by a graduate student in Gale Smith uh, in Leiden Observatory working there in the early 1960s. And at that point, uh, they had only small radio telescopes to work with. And Gale Smith found this cloud where the cloud should not be. Most of the gas in the Milky Way has fallen down into the plane of the galaxy under the gravitational force of the stars. But here was a cloud that was considerably far out of the galactic plane, so it looked like it was kind of associated with the Milky Way, but really where it should not be. There was no practical understanding of how a gas cloud of such a large size could be so far away from the disk itself. And so things just stayed uh, as a puzzle. There are many puzzles in astronomy, and it was only when the Green Bank Telescope got commissioned in the early 2000s that several of us had the idea that by studying the Smith cloud, we could learn more about this entire class of objects. And astronomers don't even think it's the first time a cloud like this has hit close to home, which is why they know not to be worried. Some years ago, there was some speculation that, in fact, such an event occurred near the Earth. It turns out that the brightest stars in the night sky, things like the stars of Orion or of Ophiuchus, are not lying in the Milky Way the way most stars are, but are in a, a ring that's tipped by about 20 degrees. And that ring contains gas clouds and is expanding slightly. And so it's been hypothesized that an object like the Smith cloud came in at a glancing angle to the Milky Way hundreds of thousands of years ago triggered the formation of these new complexes of stars and also their expansion in this ring. And by understanding these clouds, it might be possible to garner an insight into one of the deepest mysteries in astrophysics, the nature of dark matter. What we've been working on recently is uh, trying to understand the question of why the cloud is even where it is today, why it's existing now. Because theoreticians have been trying to understand what would happen if you took a cloud from outside the Milky Way and just let it free fall into the Milky Way. And inevitably, they find that it's torn to shreds both by the tidal forces of the Milky Way and just as importantly by the very hot halo of gas that surrounds the Milky Way. The Milky Way's got a hot gas produced by supernovae that's a, a million degrees or more and rises up uh, very far out of the disk. And so any cold cloud that's coming in has got to punch its way through this medium, and simulations seem to show that that's not going to be very successful for the kind of clouds that we observe. And so the idea of a, of a group that which I was involved with, but not the lead, was to say, well, what if the Smith cloud is just the visible manifestation of a large dark matter object? What if we created a dark matter object dropped in some hydrogen and let it approach the Milky Way, would that help? And the answer is that that stabilizes the cloud, just the gravity of the dark matter is enough to stabilize the cloud against its interaction with the Milky Way. And in fact, with some very reasonable assumptions, we can reproduce many of the cloud's features as they exist today. So the Smith cloud may be more than just a million solar masses of gas, it may be a dark matter satellite. Knowing that there's a giant glob of dark matter could help scientists figure out what exactly that stuff is. I mean, we know that there's some invisible mass that makes up about 85% of the matter in the universe, 
But that's about it. Several teams of researchers have been pointing gamma-ray telescopes at the Smith Cloud in hopes of seeing unusual gamma-ray signals, signals that they theorize could come from two dark matter particles colliding into each other and annihilating, which would offer huge insights into their nature. They haven't heard anything definitive yet, but they've really only just started looking. And for Lockman, he plans on keeping his telescope trained on the cloud for the foreseeable future to see what else it might tell him. It's really a pretty object, and the, but it's also um, useful in so many ways. It's kind of a poster child for processes that continue the growth of large galaxies like the Milky Way. Uh, it can tell us about magnetic fields. It can tell us about dark matter. Um, it's such, such a wonderful object, so well-placed in the sky. We're lucky to be catching it, I think, at a special time. And so it's the object that just keeps on giving. <laughs> That's all for this week's Physics Central podcast. You can find more of our podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at www.physicscentral.com. Thanks for listening.